Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Agenda series. Joining you Monday to Friday at 10am UK time. I'm joined by Umar. How you doing, mate? You good? You well? Yeah, I'm not bad, Tom. How you doing? Yeah, not too shabby. I mean, uh, the, the weekend is over. The the games are nearly coming thick and fast. The Premier League starts on Friday with Arsenal also kicking things off, of course. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, apprehensive still a little bit, but I'm excited. How do you feel about the new season coming? You know, you know, I made my feelings clear after the match reaction stream on Saturday after the Sevilla game, and I'm buzzing to be honest. Um, obviously, there's a little bit of nerves, as there always is when you're an Arsenal fan. But I think if you if you're not excited for the start of the season, I think you're watching the wrong sport, you're the wrong team, <laughs> because um, the the happiness is there. The players seem to be there's a few good factors I think around the whole club at the moment, whether that's within the fan base or whether that's in and around the team. And right now it feels good to be an Arsenal fan. And I've not felt like this for a long time, to be honest. So whenever season started starts, you have that expectation, you have hopes. Yesterday, I'll be honest, um, I was I was thinking about, I spoke to Guy, we had the phone call who, who and he was just speaking about the game, the severe game 6-0. And he says, between me and you, he was apprehensive as well, as well before. But he says... You just say between challenge. me and you on a live yeah. show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he, he, thinks, he thinks we can challenge, TC. He thinks we can challenge. And you never know. Obviously, we've got a squad there, a first team, which is capable of performing week in, week out. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's quality there. But... Uh, you never know. You just never know um, what what this season can throw. But again, we need to be focusing on the Europa League. We need to be looking to win that because I think it's a competition that we can win that is attainable. We would love to win a European trophy because I think it will be very, very successful. But again, like you said, like you touched on, competing for the FA Cup, competing for the League Cup, again, it will be great, great as fans if you can lift the trophy. But Obviously, the priority is going to be to get back into the Champions League. That's the main objective, to to be in and around the top four, to get into the top four. But why does it just have to be top four? Why can't we look higher? Why can't we look for third place? Why can't we look to compete with the likes of Manchester City and Liverpool? Because as fans, we'll be thinking, yeah, top four, will be happy with that. But 100% Mikel Arteta, in the back of his mind, will be thinking, no, why can't we compete with Manchester City and Liverpool? Because he's a winner and he won't be thinking top four is good enough. He'll be uh, looking to um, increase the club's expectations. So I'm buzzing. Yeah, they bring on Friday night. Uh, I, just, I still can't get over the fact that guys told you in confidence that you know, <laughs> we're going for way more than this. And you're like, you know, between us on this show. <laughs> it has to be done. It has to be done. I love, I love, I love, I love, I love the uh, confidence. <laughs> yeah, no, so do I. Look, I love that the fact that the majority of the fan base are talking about, you know, more than just top four that's great you know that's where I want to be as a fan I want to be optimistic I want to be looking ahead to the new season with the idea uh, that Arsenal, Arsenal can can get where we need them to be which is back at the top and winning trophies winning titles one day that's what I want it's going to take some time still I think to get there but 
this optimism, giddy optimism, is probably accurate way of putting it, is a really good place to be. Yeah. But there's still lots of work that Arsenal need to do regarding the squad, of course, before we get to the end of the window and to get it into a really interesting place. We didn't really get to react to a lot of what Mikel Arteta said after the game on Saturday because we wrapped things up pretty quickly. But he was asked about the idea of transfers and he said that they still want to do more. You know, they still want to add more to the team. That's encouraging. You know, we've seen yeah. previously both Arteta, Wenger, Emery just pretty much rule out the idea of going, well, if something comes up, we might do something, <laughs> you know, and it was just a really kind of letdown of a statement. But Arteta is saying that, you know, they want to do more. They want to be more active. They want to get more stuff done. And he talked about the fact that we're starting to see more things happening in the other direction in terms of players leaving, which hopefully will open the door for Arsenal to do more before the window closes. Uh, I really like transparency, TC, and you've touched on before. Arsene Wenger used to be a bit coy. Even Unai Emery at times was a bit coy when they came to transfers. But whenever Mikel Arteta is asked a question um, from the media or from journalists, he's transparent. He gives honest answers. He gives clarity. And I love that as a fan because as a fan, I want him to be honest and he's being honest because he's well aware that they still need to add a few more players in this team to make it much better than it already is. Whether that happens or not, again, we're not privy to, uh, in terms of the, out the outgoings, how that's going to fare, or we're not privy to um, how much money we can get for the likes of Lucas Tura, Enzi, Maitland-Niles. But the fact that Mikel Arteta has come out and said repeatedly that, look, we want to add more players to this squad, we want to add more strength in numbers and want to add more quality to this squad is a good sign because he's not stopping with the likes of Zinchenko, Gabriel mm. Jesus, Fabio Vieira. He's going for more, he's going for more. You need to remember this was a guy who was working with Pep Guardiola, who was working with Manchester City, who are winning year on year. He knows what it takes to be the best best, best teams in England. So the fact that he's realising this, I think it's a good sign for Arsenal for not only this transfer window, for the next January and the next summer, because he's not going to stop um, with just a mm. few players. He just wants more. So I think it's good signs for the club. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that, you know, the fact that we've got this ambition to improve the squad, to be ruthless about individual players in the team, that's obviously a really good sign too. There was a question in the chat box uh, from Paul who says, what are the key positions currently unfilled? You know, you look at Arsenal's starting eleven that they used and it was a starting eleven without the likes of Smith, Roviera, Tomiyasu, Tierney still all to come back and we'll see where they kind of feature in the first eleven as well. But it was a first team squad that, you know, when you think about if we're going to sign someone, they don't go straight in the team. You know, yeah. Tielemans, of course, we talk a lot about in central midfield. Xhaka is and has been doing very well. And, you know, to displace him is going to be difficult. And that's props to him and his performances. He looks like the most vulnerable. You know, you think about yeah. the positions in the whole 11. Tommy Asu obviously comes in at right back for White, of course, um, for me when he's fit. But Xhaka's position is probably the most vulnerable of the lot. But that is not to say that he's been poor or that he's not good enough. I, I like Xhaka. I think he brings a lot to the team. But do you agree that if we're going to sign someone, that, that centre midfield is probably the most prior, prioritising area? Yeah, 100%. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm a massive Granite Xhaka fan. I think the stick that he gets uh, at times is unwarranted because I think he's a very, very, very good player. But if Arsenal are to be a team which is challenging in the Champions League, 
always challenging year on year in the Premier League at, in, over the course of 38 games, I think we can improve on Granit Xhaka and we can um, improve on, on, on that area of the pitch. So for me, it does make sense if Arsenal go, if Arsenal want to go to the next level, they can get an improvement there. But again, whether that's Yuri Tillemans, whether that's Lucas Paqueta, it remains to be seen. But Granit Xhaka is doing what he does always. The doubters are always on his case. They're thinking Granit Xhaka needs to be removed as soon as possible. But he keeps on coming with these performances. And what I can say, the best thing I can say about Xhaka is he's reliable. Um, and reliability, I think, um, in the Premier League and for a big club like Arsenal is rare because right now we've got a good team, a talented team, a young team, but experience and players who have done it for a long time is also very important for a team that needs to be successful. Manchester City, they had Fernandinho, um, who was playing year on year, and Pep Guardiola trusted him. And when you look at this Arsenal team, there's not many experienced figures. There's players that have played at the highest level for a long time, but Granit Xhaka has been at Arsenal for, for so many years. Yeah. So he brings that experience. I think during big games, he, he you can just rely on him. And he, he, I know some people may say he gets sent off this and that, but I think you need to look at it from afar and you need to give him credit because I, I think Granit Xhaka is a very good player. But like you touched on, if we are to improve, I think that's the position that we can improve on. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, Xhaka, as you say, I like him a lot. He takes us to a certain level, but I think there is obviously a restriction to how much you can give to a team. And yeah. if Arsenal can get a better player, they should do that. You know, that's that's how you ruthlessly deal with a squad. It's by making sure that you continue to improve upon the existing parts of it. The other key area, I think, as Paul points out, is probably, you know, the forward position. If one of Jesus or Nketiah is injured, you know, suddenly we are very light in the number nine role. I think a wide forward with the ability to play in the middle is is where we need to look to. I look at the right-hand side as the main kind of area because if we bring one in, Nelson, Pepe probably would end up moving on or you'd think they would at least move on. And then on the left-hand side, you've got Smith, Rowe, Martinelli who aren't going to shift. They aren't going to go anywhere. But on the right-hand side, there is more vulnerabilities for players that could leave. So I think that, yeah, in terms of, of a forward player, it's going to be that wide player with the scope to play in the middle. We're going to be even lighter in the middle because Polo and Balogun looks like he's close to leaving to go to Rem on loan. What do you make of that as a decision? Because people have talked about him needing to go to a, another championship team or to a Premier League team. He's going to Liga. You know, he's playing in one of the top five leagues in the in the world. Is that a good move for him? I think it is. Um, I read that um, there's a few Premier League teams that were um, eyeing him as well. But I think what Balogun needs is regular first team minutes. Even I think at times for Middlesbrough, he didn't. He was fiddles out in and out of the team, I think, under Chris Wilder. So at times, Chris Wilder was playing him. Towards the end of the season, I think he played a lot of games, but at times he was coming off the bench. So I think what Balogun needs for right now for his development, I think he's 21 years of age. Mm. He just needs regular first team minutes. And Arsenal are starting to rely on league uh, a lot. You've got Nuno Tavares who's gone to Marseille. William Saliba had that loan spell at Marseille. Ganduzi, obviously, he's gone to uh, Marseille. So Arsenal realised there's something there um, in, in that division because I think for Balogun, I think Rems sold Hugo Etiquette to PSG. I think he's gone on, out on loan there. So Balogun will be filling that void of um, Hugo Etiquette, who is highly regarded. So Balogun will have the main number nine position for uh, Rems. So 
I think I think it is a good a good move for his development. There'll be no buyout, uh, buy buyback option mm. or stuff like that. So one year for him to just play first team minutes. And what I think Balogun can potentially do, I think he can potentially be a winger as well. I, 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 that's just me thinking out loud because he's got the body frame, he's got the physicality, he's got the pace to go in behind. And maybe Arteta and the backroom staff are thinking something like that, that Balogun could potentially in a few years' time be an option as, as a versatile winger who can play across the front line. But that remains to be seen. But when you think about the move, I think it, it is a good move and fingers crossed it does work out for him. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I think Balogun is a player of, of obviously great potential. I don't think he's on the level of, of Enketia yet. You know, I think Enketia has proven, especially in the last season, the difference between the two. I think Balogun's been given given opportunities to play for the Arsenal senior side, not necessarily taken them as of yet. Uh, we've seen some promising moments, like we did when he scored against uh, was it Dundalk in the Europa League yeah. and Mulder as well in the Europa League on his debut. You know, there were some flashes of, of of positivity, but I also think when he's played in some games, he's not necessarily grabbed those chances. Similar to kind of Reese Nelson at the beginning of his Arsenal career. Did necessarily grab and grasp those chances so him now getting a, a loan abroad for a season will be about where his pathway maybe diverges from Nelson who went to Hoffenheim for a season started well but really trailed off and didn't fit in he talks in interviews about Nelson how he didn't really make the right decisions when he was younger I don't have that same worry with Balogun. and I think he is focused determined to kind of make it as he can at Arsenal and, and a loan move to Rem in Liga is going to be of a really great benefit to him Leno is also closing on a on an exit to Fulham they've agreed a deal with Arsenal for around eight million pounds have we undersold Leno do you think at all um Potentially, but I think too much is being said about the price tag. What what could Arsenal have um, realistically got? Potentially ten million, ten million pounds. But you need to take into consideration um, Leno's wages. He's probably on a, what DC hundred hundred k or hundred k a week. I'm not sure, but uh, his age, what he wants as well, because that that that's a big factor. Mm. You need to obviously. Look at what the player wants. The player's come out and said so many times he's settled in London. He loves the London lifestyle. Um, he, he thinks of London as home. So when you've got only one team really interested in him, um, sometimes you just have to take it on the chin and think, fair enough. Um, the guy, I think, he's been a professional for Arsenal. Um, he's never really come, come into the media and said a bad word about the club. He's always knuckled down. He's had this competition with Rams, though, but whenever he had that opportunity, even back back to last season against Aston Villa, he came in and done a job and he's performed. So he goes with my best wishes, if I'm honest, because I think there's a good goalkeeper there. Unfortunately, it's not worked out the way that we had hoped. He's a good shot stopper, but the way that Arsenal want to play uh, moving forward... Um, by playing out the back, I just don't think he's good enough with his feet. But that doesn't mean he's a he's a bad goalkeeper because he isn't. You, you, you're not a bad goalkeeper if you played for Arsenal, by Leverkusen for Germany. Sometimes it just doesn't work out mm. the way that you'd hoped. But I think Fulham's a good good move for him. He'll be playing week in week out. Um, so yeah, again, he goes with my best wishes. Um, so I think eight million. Hopefully, we can put into the transfer kitty and we can get um, a, a potential player like Yuri Tillman's Fingers crossed. 
Yeah, interesting. Um, I mean, there was a comment here from Williams who says, somehow I feel like Tillemans might not be the upgrade we need, the one we want, but maybe not the one we need. And that's, I think that's fair. I think the difference between Thomas Partey and, you know, Lukonga and El Nenny, there's a gap there. We know that. Upgrading the depth at defensive midfield might be something Arsenal need to address. It might not happen this window. El Nenny has a year left on his deal after he extended for that year. Lukonga, we don't know really what development he's going to go through this season. So I think the number six position might be something that's looked at in 2023 rather than this summer mm. but I still do think we need a progressive left-sided eight to play in that role and compete with Xhaka for that position can Vieira play that maybe and we don't know what we're going to get from Vieira yet so there's a chance that he even you know takes that position to like duck to water and we hope that he does but that's a question uh, Graham says TC and Umar do you think Arsenal might bring in another forward late in the window perhaps on loan or do you think we'll go after another winger who can play centrally you know interesting we, we've talked obviously at length about the idea of a wide forward and what they can bring but to pick out specifically from that question the loan aspect do you feel as though Arsenal may utilise the loan market if we get towards the last week of the window and there are still areas that Arteta wants to strengthen potentially but who is realistically out there um, on mm. the top of your head I know you're a big fan of Asensio and that could be potentially one to ponder mm. in the coming um, weeks of the window because if, if a loan deal um, is offered and, say, Carlo Ancelotti wants to just get Sensio out of his um, Real Madrid squad, it may not be a bad alternative. Like, right now for me, TC, I think that the winger wide forward option is quite limited. Um, yeah. I, th I think there's players that are there which can be good. Cody Gakpo, Elise... Um, but they are players who are just just looking to improve upon their development. They're not at the stage where you think, wow, they are world beaters. They are going to get Arsenal firing into the Champions League. They're going to be helping Arsenal compete with Manchester City and Liverpool. When Rafinha came about that link, I was like, wow, this could be a very, very good signing. But since that link obviously didn't materialise the way we had hoped, it's gone, for me personally, it's gone a bit... When the, when the links come about, when you see the players in the media, even like Cody Gakpo, he's a talented player there, but it does not get me excited the way I hope. Because for me, Bukayo Saka is world-class. But we need someone who can compete with Bukayo Saka. Some people may say Jared Bowen. I know he can play across the front three, which is good. Mm. Which is good, I think, for what Arsenal may need. Like I know you've touched on it before on Twitter that Arsenal may look for a wide forward or they should be targeting a wide forward that can play across the front three and maybe at times play in the number nine role. Jared Byrne can do that, but is he worth 80 million? No. So for me, if Arsenal, say, can wait a year and it's an opportunity, presents itself with a um, loan opportunity, Maybe something we should ponder, but again, it has to be the right name. Otherwise, it just doesn't make sense just to fork out money on wages just to bring another um, player into the squad. Indeed. Indeed. Um, we are going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, over the weekend, we also managed to hit 25,000 subscribers. Thank you so much for the continued support that you've given to the channel. 
considering the fact we started this channel back in September of last year, we've not yet hit our year anniversary of, of the first episode on the channel. Hitting that 25,000 is, is madness. Um, and obviously a lot of props goes on to the people that have worked behind the scenes, people that are no longer at the channel as well, that have moved on to, to other things too. A massive thank you to all of them. Uh, and Chris and Bailey will be back on the show soon. Chris is still suffering uh, with a lot of pain with his ankle. I don't know why this kid plays football. Clearly just, you know, Jack Wilshire in the making, this guy. 100%. Um, these two but we wish you the best Chris and, and hope you're on the men still uh, and I haven't seen Bailey you know apparently he came back from holiday but I've not seen him since then it might apparently he might have a day off today so, you know he's probably I'm gone sure away again he's probably gone away on holiday again maybe I feel like I've not seen him in ages I don't know what he's doing but uh, yeah we'll see hopefully Bailey be back uh, on the channel probably tomorrow uh, I believe so uh, you'll see Bailey back very very soon and hopefully Chris will return as well but Umar thank you for joining me as always appreciate no. your time no worries, TC. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Chatbox. Thank you for tuning in. Do drop a like. Do subscribe if you're new. And we're back with another show a little bit later on today. And, of course, one tomorrow morning, as usual, at 10 a.m. UK time. See you soon. Have a great day. And, as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.